little chatterbox, the one with pretty auburn locks. Whom do you see? It's little orphan Annie. She and Sandy make a pair. They never seem to have a care. Cute little she, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks of rosy glow, they're the store of healthiness handy. Might size, always on the go, if you want to know. Arcess Sandy, always wear the sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth a while if you could be like little orphan Annie? It's 5.45 now, time to hear Orphan Annie's newest adventure. But first, if you're kind of small and thin, here's some important news about the way Ovaltine may help you to get big and husky. It's all in this letter that came from Mrs. John V. Tryon, Box 44, Florin, Pennsylvania. Listen to what she says. Our boy was weak and nervous until he was 11 years old. Then I stopped all medicine and began giving him Ovaltine every day. He is now 15 years old, a junior in high school. He is 5 feet 6 inches tall, weighs 129 pounds, and is the picture of health. I can't tell you how much we thank Ovaltine for building him up. I wish more mothers would start their children off to school after a cup of Ovaltine. Well, what do you think of that? There was a boy who just couldn't seem to get strong and husky, but then Mrs. Tryon tells us that after he started on Ovaltine, he changed in a wonderful way. He's a fine, big, husky boy now and looks the picture of health. And how about you? Are you just staying small and thin while all your friends are getting big and husky? If you are, Ovaltine may be the very thing for you to try, too, because every single cupful of Ovaltine gives you important minerals and vitamins and things to help nature build firm flesh and strong bones for you. You just ask your mother to let you have a big, delicious cupful of Ovaltine with all your meals every day from now on and see if you don't begin to get big and husky and strong and have loads more pep, too. And now for our adventure. Last time you remember, Tony Rinelli was arrested by the marshal for the bridge payroll robbery. And though things look pretty bad for Tony, Annie and Joe don't believe he's guilty. And here they are now with Sandy walking along the riverbank. And listen, Joe's talking. Shucks, Annie, I don't care what kind of evidence the marshal's got against Tony. I just can't believe he's guilty. Neither can I, Joe. Maybe I'm too young to know much about life, but I do know something about people. And I just can't feel that Tony did this robbery. He's not that kind of a man. Shucks, he's got a fine family and a good job. I can't think he'd go out and rob that payroll. No one sees it the way we do. And he's such a swell kid. I'm just not going to believe his father is this robber. Neither am I. But just the same, Joe, the marshal's got an awful good case against him. I know he has. But shucks, Annie, it's all, what do they call it? Circumstantial evidence. What do you mean, Joe? What I mean is that nobody actually saw Tony do this robbery. The way everything happened, it looks like he might have done it. But there's no actual proof that says he did. Sure, but people don't always look for real proof, Joe. Shucks, even Bill Corwin, the paymaster who was held up, can't swear the man who did it was Tony. The man wore a mask over his face. All Bill really saw was that the man who robbed him had a scar showing below his left cheek, below where the mask was. That's the main trouble. Tony has a scar like that, Joe. 
I guess there's a lot of other people in the world that have got scars. A lot of other people besides Tony. But not around here, Joe. Leastwise, not that we know about. That scar is bad, Annie. But I don't think so much of the rest of the evidence against Tony. What do you mean? Well, just because Tony was sick the day of the robbery and wasn't on the job doesn't mean he did this thing. Well, it gives him what they call the opportunity, though, Joe. Say, whose side of this thing are you taking, Annie? Tony's side, of course. Shucks, it doesn't sound like it. I can't help it, Joe. I'm just trying to look at this case the way the police do. And it does look bad. But look, Bill Corwin says a man who robbed him spoke like an Italian. And Tony does, Joe. Sure he does. But shucks, Annie, it's not hard to fake an Italian accent. Gosh, I can do that myself. Listen, I don't think Tony he do this. I don't think so. Anybody, he talking Italian. You see, Annie? I see that all right, Joe, but... I'm not just thinking about poor Tony, Annie. I'm thinking about his family, about Caesar and Mrs. Tony and little Rosa and all the rest. It's just as hard on them as it is on Tony. And with Tony in jail like he is now, how are they going to live? Suffering sunfish, I'm not forgetting that either. A family as big as the Ranellis must need an awful lot to live on. You bet. We've got to help them, Annie. We will. And we'll... it looks to me as if the best way we could help would be to get Tony out of jail. What are you driving at, Joe? I mean to find the man who really did this. Listen, Annie, the way I've got it figured out is like this. We know Tony didn't do it. Well, if he didn't, somebody else did. Sure, but who? That's what we got to find out. How? I don't know. Leastwise, not exactly. But we've got something to work on. Remember, Tony was the one who saw someone push those logs down on top of Mr. Strong, the engineer. Of course I remember. But he didn't know who it was, Joe. No, but maybe the person who pushed him didn't know Tony didn't know. Or maybe they thought Tony might recognize him if he ever saw him again. So to get the payroll and get rid of Tony at the same time, he framed this thing to make it look as if Tony was guilty. That would get Tony out of the whale by putting him in jail. Leaping lizards, Joe. I think you've got the answer to the whole thing. But who would this person be? That stranger we saw with the scar on his face, Annie, don't you remember? We saw him the day before the robbery, sneaking off through the trees down by the old Carson house on the riverbank. Jumping grasshoppers. I was forgetting all about that fella. And he did have a scar, Joe. You bet he did. We saw it plain enough. You and I and Bill Corwin. Annie, I think that's a man, that stranger that did this robbery. Beautiful butterflies, Joe. I'll bet you've hit it. Anyhow, it won't do any harm to do a little looking around. A little looking around where? Why, where he saw him disappear that day, Annie. At the old empty Carson house. There it is right ahead of us. Suffering sunfish, Joe. All this time we've been walking along, you've been leading me toward this place. Did you have this all planned? Shucks, I did, Annie. You know, since this robbery happened, I've been thinking a lot. I don't know whether it'd be more fun to be an engineer like I've been planning since I met Mr. Strong or be a detective like Sherlock Holmes I've been reading about. Golly, Joe, you've been figuring all this out. Sure I have. I hardly slept at all last night, Annie, thinking that maybe by a little detective work, we might be able to help Tony. And I worked things out that it's this stranger we saw who really did the robbery. I figured that since we saw him disappear by this old empty house, that he might be using it as a headquarters or something. Joe, maybe you ought to be a detective after all. Leaping lizards, the way you got this thing figured. Oh, it wasn't so much, Annie. Anyhow, here's the house. You want to have a look through it with me? Of course I do. Gee, this may be the means of getting poor Tony out of jail. It, it looks sort of awful spooky, doesn't it, Annie? But shucks, I'm not afraid if you aren't. Of course I'm not afraid. Not with you and Sandy here. Anyhow, I don't suppose a stranger, whoever he was, would be here now. 
If he really did steal the payroll, he'd be packed up and gone long before now. Most likely he would. But don't you see, Annie? If we can find some signs in the house, something to show there was such a man hanging around, it'd help Tony a lot. We might even find something in there that'd connect him with the robbery. Come on, let's go in. <laughs> it's easy to get in anyhow. There hasn't been a door on the old place for years. Look out for these steps, Annie. Some of them are pretty rotten. They might break and let us through. Come on, Sandy. You stick along close with us. Shucks, it, it looks awful kind of dark in there, Annie. Sure it does, Joe. The blinds and all the windows are shut. That's right. Let's go in. This is an awful big hall, Joe. Yeah. There are the stairs going up at the end. Say, Annie. What? I just remembered some of the old stories about this house. It's supposed to be haunted. Leaping lizards, Joe. I'm not afraid of any haunts. There aren't any such things. Shucks, of course there aren't. There's no such thing as ghosts. What's that? It's just the wind, Joe. I guess it started to blow outside and it's moaning under the eaves of the house. That's it. Shucks, it sounds awful spooky, though. Well, I'm not afraid of spooks. There aren't any such things. Shucks, neither am I. Let's see what's in this room over here. I I guess there's nothing in it. It sure does look empty. There's not even any furniture in it. I, what's Sandy whining like that for? I don't know. What's the matter, Sandy? What is it? Look at him. All he's doing is sniffing around that old fireplace. What is it, Sandy? Maybe it's just a rat or something. Old houses like this have rats, I guess. Anyhow, there's nothing about that fireplace to be sniffing at. There's nothing in the whole room that I can see. Let's look at the rest of the house. All right. Come on, Sandy. Come on, I say. We're going. Shucks. He doesn't seem to want to come. Sandy, come on. There's nothing in that fireplace. Come, I say. That's better. I'll shut the door so you won't go back in there. Sandy, sometimes you get the craziest ideas, sniffing around that old fireplace like that. Let's see if there's anything in this room across the hall. Nothing. Leaping lizards, Joe, there hasn't been anybody in here for ages. Look at all the cobwebs over everything. I guess you're right, Annie. Well, let's go upstairs. There might be something we find up there. All right. Come on, Sandy, you come along too. But no more of that foolish whining. It's scary enough in here without you making a lot of noises. Gosh... These stairs don't seem any too solid. Mm, I guess they're solid enough. They just creak a little when you step on them. All old stairs do that, Joe. Well, here's the upper hall. Mm, it won't be hard to look around here. All of the doors are open. There's nothing in this room. And there's nothing but old cobwebs in this one, Joe. Let's have a look at this last one. Right. Nothing. Mm, there's not even been anybody here, Joe. Look at all the dust on the floor. Not a mark in it. I guess you're right, Annie. Looks to me as if we drawn a blank, Joe. Yeah, it sure does. It's a cinch there hasn't been anybody up here for years. I guess we might as well go down. Yeah. Maybe I'm not such a good detective after all, Annie. Well, anyhow, Joe, you thought this out pretty well. And you had a try. Look at Sandy, Annie. What's he sniffing around that same door for? I don't know. What is it, Sandy? It must be just that old rat in that fireplace in there. That's what it is, all right. Sandy, you can't go in there. Come on, Sandy. No more of that. We're going home. Shucks, Annie. Look how dark it is out here on the porch. Even lizards is getting late, Joe. I didn't know it was getting dark already. Shucks, I'm sorry, Annie. I thought I had a good idea about this stranger that might have done the robbery. But I guess I was wrong. Well, it was a good idea, Joe. You can't help it if we didn't find anything. We'd better head back across the fields to the silos. Yeah. There were no signs in that house that anybody had been there. I know it. But just the same, Annie, 
I can't believe that Tony did this robbery. Neither can I. Somebody else must have done it. But shucks, I guess I'd make a better engineer than I would a detective after all. I guess maybe it'd be fun to be a detective. But gosh, you have to really find out things. And we didn't find out anything. There were no signs that anybody had been in that house. We certainly didn't find any, Joe. But say. What? Look, Joe. Look where? Back at the house. Don't you see it? Shining through the blinds from the windows in that room where the fireplace is. Gosh, I do see it, Annie. It's a light. Yes, sir. That's just what it is, Joe. A light. But to make a light, there has to be someone there to make it. That's right, Joe. And we've been lizards right now. There must be someone there. Maybe your detective wasn't so wrong after all, Joe. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. And where there's a light in an old empty house, there's someone making that light. That's right, Annie. Where there's a light, there's someone making that light. And it's in the same room where Sandy made such a fuss about that fireplace. Can there be anybody in that room? What is the mystery of this old house on the riverbank? And say, I hope everybody listening tonight drinks Ovaltine, because you know these adventures are broadcast over the radio, especially for Annie's very own friends, the boys and girls who drink Ovaltine every day, because that's the way to keep Annie's thrilling adventures going on the radio. And when you drink Ovaltine, you kill two birds with one stone. Yes, sir, you help keep off an Annie on the radio, and at the same time, you help yourself. Because with every delicious cupful of Ovaltine, you're getting lots of important minerals and vitamins and things that may help nature make you husky and strong and keep you bubbling over with good old orphan Annie pep. And so, if you aren't drinking Ovaltine, you certainly want to start in right away. Ask your mother to get you a can of it at her drug or grocery store so you can have a great, big, delicious cupful with all your meals every single day from now on. And be sure to be here tomorrow at 545 to see if Annie and Joe can find out the meaning of that light in the mysterious deserted house. We'll hear more about that tomorrow at 545. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.